early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket, because we're going on a first-class ride across the web. We interrupt this broadcast to let you guys know that the logo contest is still going on. We've got a couple of wonderful submissions here, but I think we're going to be opening on up for about another month or so here. So if you guys are working away at a new logo, send it in at what's going on the pod at gmail.com. One more time, what's going on the pod at gmail.com. Don't forget if it's good, I might get it tatted on me. Welcome to another episode of What's Going On, the podcast that makes you wonder about things you've never wondered about. I'm your primary host, Nathan Dorn, <laughs> oh, joined wow. today by primary two lovely host. guests. He's on for yeah, 15 this is seconds my show now. and he's trying to take over. You hear that, folks? I mean, no, to pissed. be fair, he kind of did a better job than we usually do, so we might have to uh, give him the job. <laughs> Hats off. Hats off. All right. So I, I will be demoted to, to uh, well, is co-host even demoted? That's pretty much the same exact tier, isn't it? I don't know. If he's something... primary, though, that's definitely up there. So, so secondary co-host with you? Primary? <laughs> you could be co-host, but it's it's like a lower level okay, still. Okay. Yeah, we know our place. <laughs> well, welcome, Nate, to what's going on and thank you so much for joining us uh give the peeps a little description of how you know us who you are what you are as a human you know how how, how good of a personality you have and all that how handsome everything wow <laughs> how tall are it's, you there's a lot there's a lot there i know well i'm i'm fairly tall taller than the average person Ooh, there it is and other than that i met jj and patrick in high school Ooh. and they were they didn't like me because i was faster than them <laughs> and from there it spawned a beautiful friendship wow <laughs> dang that's that's pretty accurate no i called out <laughs> no we met in high school though and known each other ever since it's been super cool there it is there it is lovely times the good old days. personality wise i don't know just there's a lot going on but <laughs> that's why we're on what's going on there it is and what's today's uh what's today's topic nate today's topic is recycling Ooh. Doesn't sound that exciting, but it really is when you look into it. Oh, it's super exciting. I'm excited. Are you excited? (laughs) I'm pretty excited. There it is. Patrick? I'm excited, but a little worried. There's a lot to get into. Um, Speaking of what to get into, why, uh, I believe, Nathan, this was your topic. Why are you interested in recycling? Yeah, so I think basically recycling is pretty much this one of the easiest things most people can do Mm -hmm. to... Make sure resources are used again. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And reduce waste. And it's just kind of something that's, you know, pretty common now. You know, not everywhere does it well. Yeah. For instance, the town I'm living in now, unfortunately, doesn't have a recycling program. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you have to go oh, through really? a private company. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild because, I don't know, I grew up with recycling everywhere, you know, at home, yeah. like school, businesses. So I was super used to it. So it's kind of weird not having it here, but... I think just basically it's just one way you can, you know, at least make sure some of the things you use are used again or made into other things, which is pretty cool. Do you have to go to a recycling plant now or what do you do because the city doesn't do anything? I, we, we found a, like a company, it's a private company that does it. So a lot of cities they'll have, 
they either have like their own city program, I think, or they'll have, I don't know, a contracted, mm-hmm. you know, company that they work through. But ours, we just found some private company online that mm. does recycling services in this area and other areas. So kind of had to search it out, which is super unfortunate because I don't think a lot of people either have the time or they just don't really think about searching that out. Yeah. And so the fact that it's not really offered or it's not clear to people in, you know, at least this town, I think definitely reduces the number of people that do it. It's, I think you have to make it a convenience thing for sure. Absolutely. One thing that I'm going to go off of is when I moved out to Colorado, it was the first time that I lived in a place where certain cities required you to pay to be able to recycle, which is speaking of that convenience thing. uh, I, I feel like most people, number one with recycling, don't even know how to do it, which is why we're here. But then <laughs> with convenience, if you have to pay to do something, most people aren't going to do that by any means. What do you mean by pay to do it? Like you have to pay to have an actual uh, like, like recycling like company. Like, you know, when people come and pick up your trash, like mm-hmm. you can recycle, but no one will come and pick it up unless you pay for the service of them picking it up. Oh, so it's it's a separate charge instead of just combined in with your trash, basically. Yeah. Ah, Okay. Thanks. Which is a bit rough. I, I mean, I don't even think it's that much, but it, it's such a small it's fee. Still like more. I want to say, yeah. yeah, exactly, and it like, it'll just deter those that are teetering on the edge. Sadly, well, I guess uh, my town doesn't recycle glass. That's my hmm. thing about recycling. I guess they don't even have an option because no. I know some places it's like an extra thing, but they don't even have an option. No, I think I'd probably Come have on, to Florida. try and find some company like you did. Which now I I might actually look into because I didn't even think of that as an option, honestly. Did you look into why they don't accept glass? Uh, part of it was just because it causes more contaminants to some of the yeah. uh, waste streams just when it breaks and stuff like that. Um, okay. I forgot. They had some other reasons listed out, but that seemed to be the main reason for it. Hmm. Just made more contaminants. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But I mean, the, I think the sad part about that is... You know, it can get messy, but I think glass is actually one material that's like super good for recycling because you can pretty much use it over and over. Like you can melt it down and make it into new things kind of infinitely, whereas some things you can't. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's one of the easiest things to almost like clean off and prepare for recycling mm-hmm. as well. So, Definitely. So it's kind of sad that <laughs> that's what they're like. No, we're not doing that because <laughs> I don't know if you properly cl- screw your glass. Yeah. Throw it on the beach. Screw it's glass. kind of made of sand. It'll break back down. Put right? a note in a bottle and chuck it in the ocean. <laughs> Every single one. You can make some really cool glass art. There it is. I guess that'd be something. Go, I just cool. don't know who would furnace. do that or who does that, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get into glass blowing because you can't recycle. Get into arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun. Well, all right. Should we? Uh, who wants to start us off? And when we started recycling, does anybody know? been a hot minute since we looked at it Uh oh in the grand scheme of things not too long but i know generally but if you have specifics uh one thing we like to do here is also guess when do you think we started recycling you can just throw out either a date or uh, a time period i did see it before so i know approximately when it is i feel like if i guessed it'd be kind of (laughs) cheating okay Mr. Dorn, are what we about going? You? Are we talking about the U.S. or just as like humans? When did we start, you know, recycling certain materials? Well, 
I mean, if we're going, if we were just doing like humans, I mean, recycling was kind of just like naturally adopted because we were just reusing a lot sure. of things. I would say like specifically reusing an item not out of necessity. Okay, let's go. Gosh, it's hard. I feel like this is one of those questions you could get. You could be like five hundred years off. <laughs> 500, 500 <laughs> I feel really like, stupid. pretty good, honestly. Like, I mean, that's okay. We've had right, some guesses right. that, like, weren't even close at all. We've also had some guesses that say, were scarily, like, close. I'm going to say 50 AD. 50 AD, okay. I feel like some civilizations back then were more complex than we think, and so I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know, like, China or something was doing some recycling back then, but... I could be very wrong, too. <laughs> you were kind of close in, like, location from what I'm thinking of. Patrick, y- you have a-, a relative idea. You want to throw out a date out there? Uh, I have the tab up now, so I know. It was there just it one is. of my many tabs. So. <laughs> no, I feel you. We're constantly drowning in the tabs, which is something we haven't said in a while. So shout out to old us. Uh, Patrick, why don't you take us off and uh, tell us the date? So in 1031, so... You were about a thousand years off, but still not there too bad. Way More to than five hundred. <laughs> Jeez, you're getting kicked off. That's too. God, far. I don't. I don't think I should be the primary host. Uh oh. Maybe we'll take it back from you. Okay. All right. I guess that's a fair trade. <laughs> so there's a- evidence that there was paper recycling in Japan, although many people assume that it might have started earlier in China, just because they were the actual inventors of paper, but there were no actual documentation to prove that so this is the first evidence that they actually started to recycle paper due to the scarcity of plant fibers that were used in the paper Hmm. Hmm. i like that that's pretty cool yeah i like that uh, we got the material that they used right away as well which it makes sense that it would have been paper but because i had that question written down i was like oh i wonder what like the first material like recycled was and then when i looked up recycling initially i was like oh okay yeah that makes the most sense out of everything honestly I hope it wasn't plastic. <laughs> I really hope plastic has not been along more than a hundred years for a long, in a modern long, sense. long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of plastic, I have a question for you guys. See how close you can get to the correct date. Oh, oh god! Now, now I'm scared. Now it's on us. All right. So, say you have you you're walking around, you know, I don't know, some nature area, and you find a plastic toothbrush. That plastic toothbrush takes a long time to break down. So if you found one that was mostly decayed today, what's like the maximum amount of years you think it could have been around if you found it today and it was almost decayed? You know, you still have some bits of it. Oh, God. I have no idea. Uh. <laughs> Wait, you're saying it's almost decayed? Because I I feel like I've always heard plastic lasts about a thousand years. I don't know if that's the exact number, but I know plastic toothbrushes have not been around for a thousand years. So are you asking when (laughs) the first plastic toothbrush was, or are you asking how long does plastic take to break down? He's asking, I'm assuming how long plastic takes to break down. Like if we found one right now and how decayed that, if it's basically decayed, like how long it would have taken for it to break down. Okay. My guess is about a thousand years. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to shoot a little over. I'm going... 1,642 years. Wow. You guys are kind of pessimistic about it. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it. I mean, it totally varies. You're right. Like, it, you know, I think the numbers vary, you know, depending on the type of plastic and, you know, exactly what kind of environment it's in. Mm-hmm. But for a plastic toothbrush, crazy number that I found was... It could take 500 years for a plastic toothbrush to decay. Wow. Okay, wow. Which isn't 1,000, but to put that into some context, that essentially means that for some reason, you know, you went through a time machine, 
went back in the day, went to the great Leonardo da Vinci. We're like, here you go, Leo. Here's a toothbrush. And he started using it. He's like, this is fantastic. I'm going to paint the Mona Lisa with this. Then, and you found that toothbrush today because he put in, you know, a safe or something. It, you know, it would have just decayed essentially, or it could have just decayed wow. 500 years later. That's crazy. Did you have, was there a story that you found that spelled that out? Or did you simply just create that beautifully uh, poetic story there, right yeah. there? Yeah. I'm going to leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Either way, Mr. Dorn, recapturing the the primary host award right there for that beautiful display. <laughs> I'm just curious, and you might not know, do you have any idea how they actually determine it takes 500 years for it to decay? Because it hasn't been around 500 years to know that that's how long it takes. I don't know mm. off the top of my head. I can make a guess. Um, I mean, there's so I'm kind of thinking like there's some like for fossils, for instance, right? There's like carbon in fossils because mm. everything has carbon in it. And there's different kind of carbon isotopes was essentially like the amount of time that certain you know types of carbon take to break down. So maybe there's something with plastic where, you know, depending on the specific type of plastic, it they might be able to guess, okay, well, this plastic, you know, they did an experiment over 10 years and this plastic broke down at this rate over 10 years. Maybe they can kind of extrapolate that over 500 or 1,000. That's my guess, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure. That's a good guess. That's a good question. Yeah, honestly, that's probably one of the best guesses we've had so far. Yeah, I, that's like the best <laughs> explanations we've had. This is like the most intelligent episode I think we've ever had. So we appreciate you, Mr. Dorn. <laughs> oh, God. The experts, that's not a good sign. The experts on recycling right here. The experts. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And then uh, you said, obviously, there's a bunch of different plastics. One thing I was thinking about is because there's different grades of plastics. Are they all going to have different different um like decaying rates as well like is was there that 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 toothbrush example that you gave was there a range of years mm -hmm. that it gave you or did you just pick the middle and call it 500 for the toothbrush one i it just kind of gave me a number okay. there's there were some other items they gave mm -hmm. you know that had different numbers but yeah it really does depend kind of like what you said on the number of plastic that's kind of like that's the plastic symbol which essentially tells you what type of plastic it is okay there's like different types of plastics that are made for different purposes. And, and some of them are like thinner than others. Some of them are thicker and harder to decay. You know, you want them for like tougher things versus like a plastic bag versus a milk jug. Yeah. So I'm, I bet, I totally bet that varies. Like I'm sure a plastic bag takes, I don't know, less than 500 years, but probably still a lot. Yeah, absolutely. But that's just a guess. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I feel like I've heard about plastic is that since it takes so long to decay that it just keeps breaking apart and apart and apart. Do you think that, I mean, I don't think it would like decay any like more rapidly because it's breaking down into particles, right? So all these little bits and pieces are taking just as long to be able to decay as if like it was still a hole. Yeah. That's why yeah. there's a problem in the oceans of microplastics and stuff like that mm -hmm. is even when it can get shredded a little bit it's not actually breaking down there's still plastic particles everywhere good so just getting more and more widespread that's what we're looking for but hey <laughs> put it every 500 years in 500 years it's all going to start getting better oh, <laughs> there yeah. you go you just gotta wait it <laughs> you out gotta think optimistic just keep doing what you're doing wait it out it'll be, it'll be over we use no more plastic <laughs> <laughs> no patrick don't look into it that deeply come on yeah come on come on come on come on come on come <laughs> on so what else can you tell us about plastics here, Nate? Well, I guess one interesting thing, kind of what you were saying about the plastic numbers is what that kind of means. And so, like I said before, that's kind of the type of plastic. And so when people make plastics, there's, you know, it's a super complex process of taking, essentially plastic is made of either crude oil or natural gas. So you take that and gosh, I don't even know the type of machinery that makes plastics, but... <laughs> 
it makes it into different types. So, you know, like you'll have like a, like a water bottle, like a, like an Aquafina plastic water bottle. That's a number one plastic. It's called number one PET. So you've probably seen that on the bottom of bottles. And so that for instance is like the best thing to recycle number one and number twos. And that kind of just means it's easiest to recycle. So most facilities, most towns that have recycling programs will be able to recycle those, hmm. which is super cool. Yeah. Cause then there's things like, you know, styrofoam, which I don't know if you've heard about, but it's like super bad because I've never heard of styrofoam. It, you've never heard of it. <laughs> you're better than, you're better than all of us. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. All right. But you've definitely heard of packing peanuts. Oh yes. I saw some today yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. Just blowing around the streets. Uh, no, I was at a, I had to get a U-Haul for my couch that I just picked up. And there was like inside of the U-Haul place they had, it was insane, honestly, like the largest <laughs> trash bag I've ever seen in my life. And then it also was just filled with like nothing but packing peanuts. Like if I had to estimate, I would say it was like close to the size of my actual car. Like it was insane. Wow. And it was just a garbage bag of packing peanuts or they were using No, it was just a garbage bag of packing peanuts that was like on display for like sale. And they also had like smaller and smaller like bins Weird. or bags of it as well. So I mean, if you need a jumbo, imagine imagine bringing that home. Yeah, <laughs> just like hey, babe, I have a surprise for you. We're ready to move. Flowers, chocolate. No, nope. Packing peanuts. Fifty pounds of packing <laughs> spills peanuts. them on the floor. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we can play in these all day. Hell yeah. We go swimming. But what were you saying about styrofoam? <laughs> oh, I was just saying that is so. That's a number. That's technically a number six plastic, and so. There's Ooh. basically nowhere that will recycle those. Dang. One time um, use. One, because the material doesn't really, it, you just can't really make it into new things easily, and it just breaks apart super easily. Mm-hmm. So it's not like one solid unit, like a plastic water bottle or a milk jug. So it's really difficult and really bad because it breaks apart, as, as you know, and gets everywhere. Kind of that is actually a really good thing to point out because my roommate, I feel like, has told me maybe five plus times that he found out recently that you couldn't recycle styrofoam so just <laughs> mm-hmm. to let everyone know that is no not styrofoam. able to be recycled but an interesting thing i found that's also that same number six plastic are red Ooh. solo cups wow mm. okay i would never have guessed so those cannot be recycled in most places as well because they release the same toxins when they're uh, melted down to be transformed into other types of plastic so most uh, manufacturing places don't actually deal with them at all and wow. that's why okay. the the metal party cups are starting to become more popular is because those are actually able to mm. be reused easier and then also recycled if you do want to throw them away or there get rid of them. and then the i wonder how those work with pong though yeah that's right i was thinking flip cup <laughs> that'd be a loud game of flip that'd cup. be a very loud even more game. even louder than if you have music <laughs> and we were all screaming you just can't hear anyone or the music is the <laughs> click 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 <laughs> hell yeah uh that number or the symbol that you said that is on bottles of plastic i'm assuming is going to be on the very bottom of the bottle correct so like if you had something that you were recycling you could like check right there yeah i mean i think most always it'll be on the bottom mm-hmm. But one, I guess one interesting thing to know about that is since that number tells you the type of plastic, it doesn't necessarily mean it's recyclable. Okay. So I think, Patrick, like your roommate might have thought styrofoam was recyclable, like a takeout container, for instance, Mm -hmm. because it has this number on it and you think, oh, the number means, you know, it's a plastic that can be recycled. It's a number seven. Great. But that actually just tells you the type of plastic. It doesn't even tell you if it's recyclable. Yeah. 
So that's why there's like a lot of confusion, especially about plastics, because there's so many different types and there's all these different numbers. I mean, I think it goes up to seven numbers. Mm -hmm. So you kind of think, oh, number, that means you can recycle it. But it's totally depends on your recycling program and the town you live in. Yeah, that was actually for if you can what you can recycle, which is, yeah, really misleading for sure. Like, I don't I mean, I didn't know that all the time and I don't think a lot of people know it all the time because it's not really clear you know and mm-hmm. no one tells you yeah I was hoping that there was going to be like a grade that it was like recyclable and not recyclable like if it got up to like grade four that's when you're like all right grade four is iffy but you can still recycle it everything above is not like recyclable I wish it was that clear but it doesn't sound like that at all mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's I mean uh, another thing with that is why it's super confusing especially with plastics is if it has food residue on it so let's say it's a a yogurt container, maybe it's like, you know, one of those berry containers. Or greasy pizza box. A lot of those are recyclable. Ooh. Greasy pizza box, they do not want those. <laughs> I actually have yeah, an interesting food residue is like a no no. They will like throw it away. Yeah, what about what you got about pizza boxes? Uh most pizza boxes obviously are super greasy. But if you take a look at your specific pizza box, most of that grease is going to be sitting on the bottom of the pizza box. So depending on like the grease level of the pizza, I guess, that you get and how, you know careful the the delivery driver was most pizza boxes the top half is actually still recyclable so if you're looking to get the most out of your recycling you could actually cut that pizza box like in half and chuck that top in there depending on if there's a lot of grease on there or not which i feel like now that i think about it majority of the pizza i get the top is still actually pretty like grease free mm, that's a good point i so, honestly never thought of that i know either did i until some some article told me about it and i was like wow all right that's that's pretty smart actually <laughs> Is there anything else we should know about plastics? I know you're talking about food residue. Oh, man, there's a ton. I mean, just I got a kind of an interesting way to think about how much plastic at least the United States produces from our good old friends at the EPA. So in 2018, more than 35 million tons of plastic were generated. Wow. And a ton. I mean, it kind of sounds like, oh, a ton. That's probably a lot. (laughs) Well, it is. And if you (laughs) want to make an equivalent to that. That's the equivalent of the largest animal in the world, which is a blue whale, and it's the largest animal to have ever existed. And an adult blue whale, if you equate like the body mass of that, an average body mass of an adult blue whale is 150 tons. So if you figure out how many adult blue whales would make up that amount of plastic in one year, in 2018, that would be over 230,000 blue whales. Oh my God. (laughs) 230,000. And that's just the United States. And that's just the United States wow. in one year. That's insane. Well, that's why we have that plastic like landmass that's inside of the ocean that's like what miles <laughs> long right now. And there's a lot of them. They're kind of in they're pretty much in every major ocean or at least most like multiple there are multiple of them. Yeah, we're all currents. Cuz they're collide. essentially where the ocean where all the currents, yeah, you have the oscillation. And so there's like multiple garbage patches in the the world's oceans. Oh my god. Are we doing anything so for that? So just think about like just a crap ton of blue whales just in your in your neighborhood just representing all the plastic next time you next time you're deciding to buy something with or without plastic how frequently do you purchase something with plastic it's so hard not to i know that's that's what i was thinking about because i was thinking i was like i don't buy too much and then you just think about every little thing that you purchase that has like plastic in it or at least some sort of plastic component like i think grocery shopping is one of the hardest things Honestly, I would say probably on average every other day or every day, 
Yeah. I mean, it really, yeah, like you said, grocery shopping, if you're buying bread, like unless you make your own bread every day, which isn't super hard, but unless you do that every day <laughs> or every other day, you're going to get plastic with it. They just don't have it in paper bags. Yeah. hundred percent. There's a lot of items. Like I was just like thinking about like all like the protein supplements, like pre-workout things that I've been like purchasing here lately, lately are huge tubs of plastic and whatnot. And I, I don't, there's not really, and it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of items like that where I don't, I can't think of another spot where you could get it without getting something with plastic. There's not some place I can go, like a protein supplement store, and they just have like a funnel where I can like pull protein. down and re, yeah, like refill my protein <laughs> container. It'd be nice, but <laughs> that'd be pretty cool though. Maybe we can get there. Let's get there. Let's get bulk protein yeah. and just see how many people will stop buying protein plastic containers. What should be going on? What should be going on? Boom. Bulk protein powders. I think there are like a lot more kinds of protein powders. Common uses of plastic. Around <laughs> no, that's that container. Oh, actually, I have an, I have another fact, Patrick. That protein containers make up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! If you had something yeah. on that, I literally I think, would have quit this podcast. <laughs> well, I think I think the cool part is I think those containers. I might be wrong, but I think a lot of those are somewhere between number three and five. Okay. And depending on where you live, I think number fives are sometimes collected. So okay. if you just kind of rinse it out, you know, make sure there's not a bunch of residue, yeah. you could probably recycle that or just use it for something else. Yeah, exactly. I use some of those just for like, if I have like bulk goods or I don't know, you could even use it as a coin jar. I mean, <laughs> just, there's just random uses <laughs> there it for is. that kind of stuff. Cheap piggy bank. You just cut a hole in it. Yep. You can draw a pig face on it and everything. Paint it. Look at that. So many things. <laughs> Take it on walks This doesn't look stuff. like a pig. <laughs> Sleep with it. Cuddle it. We're working on it. We're working yeah, yeah. You can literally make into a pet, a piggy bank. There's so many options for you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I hear you. There's, I think one thing that's cool though about some stores, like you were saying, like bulk protein powder is places like, I don't know, there's like Whole Foods, some other bulk food stores, a lot of food cooperatives, they'll do a bulk food section. And I think I have seen, I honestly might've seen a whey protein at one before. Where you really? can bring your own container or your own bag and fill it up and you just, they charge you it by the pound. Wow. And they have that for so many things like spices, flowers, yeah, yeah. you know, a bunch of different foods. So I have to look into that. Which is super cool. That's one way to like really reduce some plastic, you know, that comes with packaging. I've always yeah. wondered it's about that. Food stores. Do you weigh your container before or are you being charged for the weight of your container as well? No, you would weigh it before. You do. Yeah, you weigh it before. Okay. There's, I've seen, yeah. I've seen people who, essentially like take pictures of because i believe there's going to be a scale that's obviously right next to all those bulk items i've mm -hmm. seen people take a picture with their jar on the scale and then some places actually have a little like sticker printer so you could print out the weight of your jar and simply put it on there as well so that when you go to check out when they weigh it they can simply just do the, the math right there which is kind of nice Oh, okay. So I was also thinking it'd be a pretty interesting grocery store where it was literally just all bulk items. They actually had no, like, th I think that would actually do fairly well inside of a large, like, city, honestly. Is there is there a grocery store you think that already does that? That does all bulk stuff? Yeah. I don't think so. But, that, like, you know, there's food co-ops that I've been to that they have a huge bulk section. Like, it's definitely not all their store. They have, like, you know, other normal stuff, mm -hmm. but... I mean, it's still like they have a lot of different things like you can get. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I said, a ton of different kinds of foods that you would want to get normally. And some of them even have like bulk, like hand soap, bulk shampoo, bulk oils, you know, cooking oils. So there's definitely some stores that do it really well where you can, you know, maybe not reduce in every way, but you can 
still cut out a lot of that packaging. Yeah. So one thing that I really wanted to do during this episode for individuals that were listening that are trying to live a more waste-free lifestyle is give you guys a handful of websites that you can use to either recycle better or what we're talking about, trying to purchase groceries uh, with just more or less waste essentially and i just found this super cool while we were talking about it website called literalist.com and you can go to literalist.com dash where to shop and it's a zero waste grocery guide i've never seen this before until just a minute ago and any state that you live in you can essentially like i just clicked on colorado and it will pop up inside of your state different like cities that are you know more populated and will tell you like if you're looking for this item go to like this grocery store and they will have it in bulk for you which is awesome that's super cool yeah so one more time that's literalist.com go give that a little check out here guys honestly i might start using this i think uh we're talking here and and i'm getting inspired to do a little spice it up episode of trying to be a little bit more waste free a little fun lifestyle see what we can't cut out i guess jumping off of that some random websites i was digging down to see items that you can actually recycle that most people might think you might not be able to and a lot of these are like not for profit companies or charities that take used items and they'll kind of refurbish them and then give those to people in need or send them to different countries well the where they'll actually be used so things like backpacks hearing aids inhalers are all things that can actually be recycled and reused in different formats and then nike is also running a program where they turn shoes into playground surfaces so if you ever have something questionable that you think might be able to be reused in some way definitely try and get that to a a thrift shop or some way where it could be reused but if not there may actually be a organization that helps get that in the hands of someone who could actually use it that's awesome that is super cool yeah i like that a lot especially what you said about you know just thrift stores it's you know obviously thrift stores get a ton of stuff and so you know who knows how much of it they're going to be able to sell but it'll still make a huge difference you know if you can find if you can give you know some old shoes or a backpack to a thrift store or even just like a friend you know or someone you know in your town that could use it it's like that's super that's super cool it helps someone and it you know it helps you get rid of something helps someone else get something and then you don't have to throw something away. Absolutely. I got one more interesting fact about plastic. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let's hear it, dude. Let's wrap You're up done. the pla- no more plastic. Let's wrap up that plastic. <laughs> all right. Oh, I got two more actually. Oh my I want one God. positive news in there. <laughs> Can't just talk about all the plastic waste and then just, you know, not have anything positive either. Yeah, there it is. Um so the first thing is you can't actually recycle disposable coffee cups mm-hmm. most places you go most coffee shops you go so whether it's a starbucks or a duncan or a local coffee shop so each cup it has the inside liner is plastic it's like that thin liner that looks almost like like i thought it was just some kind of a i don't know like a plant resin or something but it's actually plastic so if you throw your cup in the recycling bin not only can it not be recycled, but it'll just clog up, you know, the recycling process, which doesn't help help the machines at all, which is super unfortunate because think about how much coffee we drink yeah. and, you know, how many coffee cups people throw away if they're not bringing their own mug or their own 
your if the coffee shop doesn't have mugs that, and they're sitting down there to drink it, which is super unfortunate, but it's just kind of the way it is right now mm-hmm. for most coffee shops. There might be one in your town that does things differently, but and maybe it's on listless. Who knows? Uh, what about the cap? Yeah. I know it's a different plastic and it's separated. Is that recyclable? Do you know? You'll have yeah. I've I've seen things before where it can be, but you'll really have to look at the number and then determine. Like, I don't know if the numbers, I don't really drink like a lot of coffee, so I don't know what the number is, mm-hmm. but it might be a number, you know, three, but it might be a number six or seven too, which is usually not recyclable. So it kind of depends on what the number is and then what your town takes for numbers of plastic. Yeah, absolutely. I saw for the caps so, yeah, it's, in yeah. most towns, it's usually not recyclable because it is okay. a different type of plastic, but yeah, again, mm-hmm. you'll have to check your local area. Yeah, it, and this is a perfect segue. I did have one more website that I wanted to talk about, but I was hoping this exact thing would pop up. If you don't know what is in your local area, uh, like different like organizations that accept you know certain products for recycling, I have another website that's for you. It's called HowToRecycle.info. And once you get there, there'll be a tab that uh, says check locally. And you can check locally. You can either use Earth 911 or Keep America Beautiful. Both are search engines for your specific zip code. And you'll just type in your zip code and a different like item that you have, whether it's like glass, plastic, paper, paint, metals, uh, hazardous waste, batteries, whatever. And then it'll pop up with organizations or companies that actually do recycle that material that's relatively close to you it's another great website once again so you get, for you to check out i really hope you're getting a sponsorship through these websites <laughs> yeah we're gonna reach out and be like hey we're talking what? good things to you guys uh <laughs> would you tell people to go check out this episode actually <laughs> i almost i almost wanted you to say afterwards you know if you go to their website tell us Tell them you they, you sent us and you'll get 10 percent off. <laughs> yeah the coupon code <laughs> There it yeah. is. And they're like, we're a nonprofit that tells you how to recycle. We don't we don't give we don't do <laughs> we don't do sponsorships, dude. Yeah. We can't give you money. <laughs> we don't have money. Next time. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, let us know when you get big enough. <laughs> An IOU. How about that? How about that? And then I believe you said you had one more fact on plastics. Yeah. So there there's been research. I don't know how far this goes back, but People have done research on different bacteria and insects that actually like eat plastic, you know, because plastic is like hydrogen and carbon. Yeah. It's just in like a different form. And so they've been like, they've found, you know, insects and bacteria in nature that will do it. Like I think some maggots will, but I found like a super cool thing that recently they, these scientists developed an enzyme, which is like, you know, something that helps reactions happen in the body from, they u- took this enzyme from a bacteria and they essentially gave it the ability to eat a bunch of plastics super fast compared to other bacteria they'd found in the past, which is really cool because if you kind of, you know, install that at a large scale or take it to, you know, landfills or waste facilities, mm-hmm. like who knows if, you know, that you have a lot of these bacteria or a lot of these different types of insects, you could eat away a lot of plastic. You know, it won't take everything away, you know, in a day, but it's definitely one way to kind of keep the rushing tide of plastics at bay. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Honestly, that's... I feel like I hear about something like this every two to three years, but then I never hear <laughs> about too. it again. So I'm excited to hear about it again, and hopefully it'll yeah. actually start being used more. Because Absolutely. That, yeah. we need to start acting on Doing something. reducing the amount of plastic we have instead of just trying to recycle. Recycling definitely helps, but reduce, reuse, and recycle are in that order for a reason. Absolutely. Uh, going Truth. off of what Nate was just talking about, 
I'm trying to remember the specifics of it, but I remember hearing a couple of years, <clears throat> kind of like what Patrick said, uh, I hear about it often, and then it kind of disappears for a little bit, actually about a mushroom that is edible but also eats plastic. I've heard a couple of times about this, and I believe that there was a book that was written saying like how mushrooms are going to save the planet. And I'm looking for the specific mushroom that it is. Because I completely forgot about it until you mentioned that bacteria. Or the enzyme, excuse me. Oyster mushrooms. Yeah. You ever heard of an oh, oyster mushroom? Oh, and that's pretty mushroom? common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says, yeah, from what I'm understanding here is that the mushroom, like, eats up the plastic and it's not actually left inside the plastic. It decomposes it and uses it as, like, actual energy to grow. There's got to be probably more research, and we're going to have to look into it. But I don't know. Oyster mushrooms. Maybe something to keep around the house. I wonder how long it takes a mushroom (laughs) (laughs) to eat some plastic. Maybe something to keep around the house, you know? (laughs) Cleaning supplies, plant, just an oyster mushroom. Just a quick oyster that, you know, if you're not going to – if that plastic's not recyclable, maybe just throw it inside that mush, my guy. Have a little mushroom farm, (laughs) you know, at home. Just in your backyard. Help out the planet. Pile no, of just plastic. Just a bunch of, bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> just in your house. <laughs> the like largest oyster mushroom. It's like your couch, dude. It's it's huge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who wouldn't be on board with that. If you could have an oyster mushroom that big by feeding it your plastic, I think every house in America and the world there it would is. have an oyster mushroom let's start, as their couch. Let's start an oyster mushroom. The farm. sofa industry would be up in arms. <laughs> they would not have that. I mean they would lobby against that till their deathbeds. I, I had a roommate who started an indoor compost pile, so that's not too big of a step from there. So there yeah, it is. Oh. Be done with that. <laughs> You're on the way. You're on the way. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well that's awesome. We learn a lot of new facts here about plastics. Uh, and we have many more materials that we are actually going to be recycling. Patrick, would you want to uh, start us off here with some of the ones you researched? Uh, one more thing about plastic is Ooh. A, a number of the lesser recycled plastics, plastics three through seven, used to be shipped to other countries because that's just, it was easier to ship it to other countries and have them recycle it instead of us dealing it with it in our country. But in 2018, China decided to stop accepting a number of different plastics because the plastics we were sending them were so contaminated that it was basically polluting their environment. And that even though the recycling companies were able to make money on a total basis, China was losing money because of all the ecological programs they had to put in place to deal with all the waste and trash that we were sending them. So, uh, you know, it just kind of shows that plastic is definitely something we should try and reduce because now even a lot of the plastics that we used to be able to recycle, uh, we're having a tougher time in recycling those because it's not economically feasible for some of them. And and going off of that, that's like talking about literally – everything when it comes to recycling as well like contaminants doesn't need to be anything too crazy like i mean it's literally just food that we didn't really like necessarily clean off of other items because one of the things that i researched was paper i'm not going to dive deep into it just yet but that whole 2018 china like restricting its um uh, imports due to contaminant levels uh the paper industry was actually one of the hardest hit 
uh, recycling objects that they restricted a little bit more. They limited it down to a 1% contaminant bundle. It's just what we like ship these packages or these giant uh, bales of paper in. And the average American paper bundle has about 3 to 5%. So like the world's largest, you know, importer of paper for recycling just kind of said no to all of us, which is now creating this huge paper surplus with nowhere really to go unless other like paper industries like start picking that up. So we got to clean up our recycles or our recycled materials for sure. Yeah. How much like how much paper do you think we produce in a year? Like our country or even globally, you know? Oh, God. Like if we're shipping a lot of it away, like how much do you think that actually is that we're making? I honestly don't have that measurement, but I'm low-key afraid of how much that would be. How many blue whales? (laughs) (laughs) An entire ocean. That's our metric now. An entire ocean. Do we want, uh, what are we thinking here? Do we want just the United States, the world? What are we, what are we thinking? We could zone in on the country, you know, the U.S., just because it's a little more, like, relevant to us. I have okay. a 2018 number in the U.S. That's the earliest, oh, or the most is recent that, I have. What you got? I have, I don't know what year this is, but I have also another, a, a number. We'll compare and see it where we got to. Okay, so 2018 in the U.S., we generated 67,390 tons of it. And we recycled 45,970 tons. Oh, so there's okay, about okay. 20 tons that are hmm. going to either a landfill or, or are being incinerated. Okay. I realized I was looking at paper consumption in the United States, which is also astronomically oh, sorry. increased. 20,000 tons. <laughs> That's still a crap load. Hmm. It looks like uh, this came out about 2019 that the world produces about 300 million tons of paper each year. Wow. According to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. How many whales is that? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Let's see how many. So you said 300 million? Yeah, tons. So that's about 10 times the amount of plastic the U.S. generated in 2018. So that is, let's see, add another zero to that. That's 2.3 million blue whales. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that would equal, you know, it might be a little more relevant to say how, how much, you know, space that would cover, you know, of the U.S. or the world. Oh my God. That's a lot of blue whales. Yeah. If you can somehow conjure up that many blue whales in your mind, you're doing good. (laughs) You're doing well. You see how much we use. (laughs) One thing uh, I have noticed is that we are actually in the U.S. generating less paper than we were in 1990 and we are recycling more than double the amount we were in 1990 as well. So we are making progress on that front. Yeah. Thankfully, out of all recycled materials that I researched and just kind of everything in general, paper seems to be one of the things that we've got kind of locked down. Paper recycling has gone up astronomically within the last 30, 40 years, which is awesome. I think out of almost every single other item that paper is recycled by far the most and reuse the most so at least we have one thing kind of going for us progress is good progress is great and that's where we're at i feel like we've talked about paper to the point that i should almost talk about (laughs) yeah you know what you've really been building it up i've kind of just been waiting here it is we're going in on paper (laughs) the first item that was ever ever recycled coming in at japan 1031 the, the main thing that I have is pretty much how paper actually gets recycled. I don't know how I, – I, I didn't go into the, the, the depths of how it was created by 
any means. But if you can kind of imagine, initially when it, paper is sent off into a recycling plant, which I can explain in the future how it's going to be all sorted out, it pretty much is sorted out by different grade levels. So if you want to talk about grade levels, I would say like a grade one would be about printer paper. That's about as best of a grade paper can get because just holding onto a piece of printer paper yeah you you guys know that like you feel just how thick that is right yeah it's sturdy it's some quality paper yeah yeah she's a real sturdy thick high quality paper right there and then it, all the way down to like a newspaper type grade um that, that's pretty that's pretty low it, it's to the point where it's like been recycled enough that it doesn't really have that many uses on it and that just goes down into paper fibers. How strong a paper is is just how many fibers are actually in it. Uh, if you're if you're thinking kind of like almost like bed sheets, it's kind of a similar pattern there. So when it gets One to a recycling, I was curious plant, on that. Are we yeah. at all worried that when newspapers go out of business, that we won't have a place to recycle some of our paper after a certain amount? Because I know that is actually a big use of some of the the recycled paper yeah i would say the point. amount of paper would be definitely an issue but the nice thing is that the newspaper is such low quality paper at this point that it's actually compostable so oh. if you wanted you could throw it inside of your compost you know little bits at a time and if everyone started doing compost type work or if we had specific plants that were just trying to create compost and sell that as like a fertilizer type thing um th that could be an answer Definitely. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you guys, <laughs> there you go. Now you don't need to feel bad about not reading the newspaper. <laughs> Boom. Let, let the paper I know all of us die. feel super guilty. So <laughs> <laughs> the only th take that USA Today. Mr. Doran calling him out. <laughs> that was the primary no, sorry, host USA right today. there. No, no, no. You. That was our primary host, Nathan Doran. He lives at. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but how paper is pretty much recycled is it is thrown into like a chemical solution that has a little bit of like water into it and is eventually ground down into almost some sort of pulp type mixture. And then depending on the grade that you're looking for, the pulp is actually put through this processor that extra liquefies it and then it shoots this liquid paper into this like strainer where the paper fibers actually stick to the strainer and then start forming a bond and other thick particles that are still inside the paper will actually fall through and just be left as waste. And then eventually that roll is pressed out and heated and then sent off into you know whatever grade that paper is specifically made to be and then uh one thing i really thought about is kind of like did you guys when you were kids in like kindergarten make paper in your art class yeah we pretty much do that exact same thing except just at a, a a giant recycling plant and then like the chemical solution that's used at the recycling plant is mainly used to be able to like absorb it dye also that way it can come out nice and like bleached and then and then obviously like color sense. can be added into it later if that's like a product that it's looking for so yeah that's pretty cool it sounds like it's a pretty like you said it they've kind of got it down yeah like they know what they know what to do with paper in general you know and there's not a lot of curveballs probably with paper except i was thinking about one thing i'm not sure if you looked into this what about like post-it notes sticky notes so like i don't know how pieces. hard to remove yeah, well, like just smaller pieces, but they have that, you know, they have the sticky backing in the top 
you know, the top part of it. Um, I just wondered how hard that was to remove. Like if it's harder than a lot of inks or. Uh, I think they've got that down as well with whatever that I, I, I should have looked up like what the chemical solution is for cleaning, obviously the paper. But I don't think that would really be a big issue because some of the some of the websites I was visiting um, was talking about cardboard boxes as well. And how there's a lot of like tape and labels and stuff that are used on cardboard boxes, especially if you just think about like shipping companies, you know, they constantly are putting yeah. that like residue on it. That the chemical like process actually breaks down that like tape and glue. So when you recycle it, if it's an excessive amount of tape, like if the whole box is around it, of course, like you should probably like take some of it off. Uh, but you actually don't need to take that all off. Like you can still recycle the box and the process will actually clean that out. So it's they've got it down, honestly. So I don't think something well, is small. If you want small. to be super safe, you want to make sure your package gets there, doesn't break open, you just duct tape the whole thing. <laughs> there, uh, they, they can't do with that? Uh, that might be a little too much. They might have to run it through a couple of times, but they could probably get it. <laughs> no, <that's... laughs> You're just using more No, but that's good to energy. know they got it, they got it down. Because I always think about that, too, with shipping boxes. Like, how much of this do I, should I remove? And, you know, can I be lazy and <laughs> not remove all of it? Or Yeah, no, you can you can leave definitely some of it on there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I'm trying to find um, – I'm lost in my tabs right now. I had some specific uh, recycle or paper materials that you aren't supposed to recycle. One of them I can mm-hmm. specifically remember is cardboard boxes that are specifically meant to go in the freezer. Because there's normally something that's lined inside of that. There's lined inside of that box to make it durable for the freezer, and that apparently is a no go. Hmm. Also, shredded paper should not be recycled. Yeah. Oh, well, mm. shredded paper to an extent. Shredded paper into like tiny, small pieces. Actually, well, yeah, like put through a shredder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're you're good. Because there's some, like, if it's, like, ripped and stuff, like, it can still be put in there. If it's, like, a crumpled piece of paper, that's just fine as well. But tiny shredded pieces is a no-go. Huh. I wonder why that is. Because if they just kind of, you know, dump it into a vat of solution. I I was reading that it's it's hard to sort through to actually get to that point. Because you have to sort through Mm -hmm. to make sure there's not too many contaminants, I guess. Yeah. And so it's harder to actually sort through that if it's a bunch of that's good to know i did not i did not know that also if they're trying to determine the grade of the paper as well that's that's going to be hard to determine if it's ripped up into tiny little pieces got to compost that i guess yeah you got to compost it i mean that's something that you can definitely do i'm trying to think if there's anything else that we've got here on well what about what about cardboard like what grade is that you know if newspapers are pretty low grade is cardboard similar just because it's you can kind of maybe mash a bunch of pulp together, or how is that rate? I'm trying to look at it right now. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like they don't have a grading system, kind of like plastics, where I don't think it's quality. I mean, they have mm-hmm. like old curated containers, which is kind of what the cardboard you're talking about, and that's kind of all like pulled to the side and just used on its own. It's just used for boxes and product packaging. I don't know if they're like what grade system they really use besides just trying to find that specific paper and then keep it within that sort of category when they mulch it down. Okay. Yeah, fun fact about cardboard boxes. If you're ever moving and you need a bunch of cardboard boxes, I don't know how common this is, but you don't need to buy cardboard boxes. (laughs) Like if you go to a local store, especially if it's like a smaller store, you know, not like a Target, they'll, if you just say, hey, can I have some of your cardboard boxes? You know, I just need some for moving. More than likely, if they have a, you know, a decent employee, they'll be like, yeah, sure, that's cool. 
you know, I don't know about every place, but I feel like they, you know, a lot of places recycle or throw away so many cardboard boxes that if you want some of them, I don't know why they wouldn't want to give them to you. It's just less they have to, you know, pay to someone to take away. Yeah, 100%. Uh, a hot ticket item as well, I would say grocery stores would be a big one. I've used that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. It just totally makes sense. It's like, it's a box and it's super useful, but it's also, there's so many of them. And who wants to pay like, I don't know, a few bucks per box or five <laughs> bucks per box when you're moving and you need, you know, 10, 20, 30 boxes. So just go to your local store and bug them about their boxes. They'll love it. There may be a business opportunity. Well, they might not, but you because will. Because I had a friend who recently <laughs> moved and they actually bought boxes, but they were able to resell them online for more than they what? paid for. Them. Wow. What Someone else bought Who bought that? Did they decorate them? That's insane. <laughs> people need them, I guess. They had some cool features. Facebook Marketplace people. They'll buy anything. Wow. That's really surprising yeah honestly <laughs> sounds like something you could like put on ebay and for some reason you'd get a bite <laughs> like someone would be like yeah I'll, I'll bid on that <laughs> that's very interesting well there you go either buy boxes and resell them or get them from your grocery either make money or get them spend money. ready for it get them from the grocery store and then resell them how about that Ooh, combo and you could get some good boxes yeah absolutely they get those like i don't know what size it is but it's about like three feet high you know a foot and a half long that's like a good size it's like a prime that's like i don't know i'm not an economist but that's at least a five dollar box right there <laughs> let's go into the box business guys Dude, we're, yeah, let's go into the box business what's going on boxes we'll slap a little like our face <laughs> on there as well we'll paint each one custom paint it uh just some other things that uh you guys can't recycle which could be potentially you know unknown receipts there's definitely coated with some bpa plastics that are not recyclable or compostable so i know it might feel like you can yeah. compost it but that's definitely a no-go but i was curious about that actually glossy magazines recyclable really i wouldn't have thought good so. to know that is really good to yeah, know magazines oh. are definitely when you get those spam ads mm-hmm. you get that mail and you're just like this is a whole booklet of random stuff that i don't know what i'm supposed to do with, yeah. and you're like well i'm just gonna recycle it or throw it <laughs> exactly. away exactly so. so now as soon as you get that ad in the mail you can grab that that little bastard and chuck them right in your recycle bin no questions asked. Good to know. Uh, Do you have any idea how much mail is sent as like spam? I feel like there's. I get so much. An astronomical. Oh amount. my gosh! I don't even want to know. I, I don't even know how to ask that. How <laughs> estimated like number of ads per <laughs> mailbox <laughs> per year? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh look. Um, some researchers at Harvard in 2016 did a no. <laughs> at least 13 blue whales in total per state. There you go. The new. This is the new metric system. Blue whales. Blue whales. You need large quantities of things, though, or else it's like this is point zero zero one blue whales in mass. There it is. What kind of ads do you get, Patrick? Since you live in Florida, I could see it being a lot of like AARP, but maybe I I'm get wrong. some of those just because the prior homeowners were older. It's a lot of people trying to get me to fall for some sort of scam or buy a product because I'm a new homeowner. It's a lot of insurance. They're trying to get me to buy life insurance or they just send me bills for random things that are, say, for uh, services provided or something like that. And it's actually just Mm -hmm. a complete scam and nothing happened, (laughs) which I've been very concerned about multiple times. I'm like, oh, no, what is this bill for? And you read the fine print on the back and it has to, like legally say that this is actually just like an advertisement for some sort of service oh my gosh absolutely ridiculous think about all the old people that they might get with no exactly i mean even young people but just especially old people who might just be like oh shoot you know i need i'm super worried about this now like that's really uncool yeah (laughs) and then it's just like grocery ads and stuff like that for 
what the weekly sales are and all that. And then credit card company stuff. I want you to start collecting it. We can answer this question if you start collecting each <laughs> ad that you have for like the next year. Get, I mean, get I fill a up a box. recycle bin every week with basically junk mail. A whole recycle <laughs> bin of just junk mail? That's insane. Oh, gosh. It's not just junk mail. Should... There's some cardboard boxes and stuff sometimes that some roommates have. But okay. well, we mm. fill it up pretty pretty, pretty big. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm going to start collecting have my you ever ads tried... and I'm going to start sending them to your address. What? <laughs> <laughs> just a whole box that'd be of them. a fun prank don't you think like if you got a group of like 10 people and like you all oh just gosh. kept sending your ads to <laughs> your friend's address that'd be fun i think we should do that i think we should do that yeah forget we told but you but make this sure time. that we make sure you recycle it yeah please don't be a bad guy <laughs> come on <laughs> turn it on them. come on patrick you have all this paper you're just gonna throw it away wow oh my god what do you mean your recycling bin's full push it down <laughs> <laughs> get another one i don't know it's not my problem it's your recycling <laughs> no, my bad. you have so much junk dude oh, good times i've put a note i put like a note on my mailbox before that says please no junk mail and i don't know how well it works it probably doesn't but <laughs> it's just something i thought about maybe a nice mail person will say yeah i don't think they want this magazine at all and i don't i wouldn't want it either so i'm not going to give it to them well what but would they do with knows? it they just keep it well a lot i don't throw it away I guess recycle that it. wouldn't be good either, but it just seems like, you is know, is that illegal? Really Do you, is it, are they legally obligated to give it to you though? You I think? think so. If you paid like, for some sort of postage, mm-hmm. I to can't imagine they, they could just throw That's it true. away. Who knows how naive I am. <laughs> well, you should do it anyways though. Just keep putting it on there. And like every time they put junk mail in there, make it like a larger font and like just more extreme <laughs> to the point where the whole mailbox just, <laughs> Every time it opens, is like a verbal command of you saying, no junk mail. Just stand <laughs> right next awesome. to the mailbox pointing <laughs> at the sign that says no junk mail. Or when they, <laughs> when they pull up, just run out, start like, hey, get away. <laughs> Spray them with like a squirt it. gun. <laughs> Spray them with a squirt. Hit them with hey, water. Hey, get out of here. Get the whole neighborhood involved. You're just, Pay you're kids. just harassing the Pay mail kids. person who's just doing their job. <laughs> and you're just like, get up. <laughs> Oh my god. Side note, what's going on does not condone spraying <laughs> male people with any kind of liquids or with water balloons. Unless it's recyclable. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's paper for you guys. Good times. That was a that was a pretty transparent subject you just talked about there. It was pretty clear. Yeah. And um, concise. Just like this glass I'm holding <laughs> with water. Wow. What a segue. A glass of water. Well, speaking of glass, I guess I'll talk about the other oh, thing. I'm I glad you started into. talking about it. <laughs> Holy nut. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> What's going on? Glass, another one of the things that is actually one of the more e- e- one of the easier things to recycle. Uh it's a pretty well-known fact that broken glass can actually be recycled, but just like we've stated in many, many other times in this episode, you got to check with your local recycling plant, which we gave you a nice uh, a nice little website to check out. I believe that was Earth 911. I'm trying to remember. I'm fairly positive. I could be lying. <laughs> it's Earth, yeah, Earth 911. Yeah. yeah, there's there's plenty of them. You can literally just Google it, and you'll find something. Here. You can, yeah, I was going to say, you could also Google your city's website and, you know, on their waste resources website. Yeah. And they'll tell you, like, hey, this is what you can recycle, this is what you can't recycle. So they'll break it down for you. Yeah. Or Earth, that Earth website will, too. Mm-hmm. 
And, and one thing about glass in particular is that it's super easy to try and clean out some of its contaminants. Like if there's a lot of glass that I, I'm just thinking the main glass usage is for food and like food storage. And if you are done using it and you wipe it off, like that is pretty much good enough. Some companies do say that it helps to be able to remove that little plastic like sticker that's on it because they're going to have to get removed and taken out anyways. Uh, so if you're able to do that, obviously you don't have to, depending on your local recycling plant, but to definitely do that. Mm-hmm. And once it actually gets chucked into the recycling plant, it's pretty much all crushed anyways, which is why a lot of companies say you can just send in you know, specific like glass bottles. Or depending on the plant, there's some that actually uh, select different glass bottles by color. And they actually try to recycle it that way because after a bottle has been broken down, it's heated. And then they chuck in a handful of ingredients that's pretty pretty much like baked in there with it. For example, sand, some sort of like limestone, other additives if they're trying to create color, and ash. And that, while heated and crushing it down with pressure, pretty much just, like, forms into, like, new glass and then is shaped while it's still relatively hot. And then depending on what color it is or what type of shape the bottle is made into uh, determines on where it goes. One thing that I thought was pretty interesting was certain companies really tried to get a lot of certain types of glass like european countries try to get a lot of like they import a lot of green glass for wine and i had a second Hmm. one but i can't seem to find the actual article about it that's the problem when you have 15 tabs open (laughs) what's your guys favorite kind of glass Ooh, color wise color wise i think green's my favorite yeah green's pretty nice it is nice i don't know a good like Light blue. I'm thinking like that ball jar. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I don't know if it's a ball jar. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Is it a ball it's jar? a yeah. It's kind of like a light. Yeah, it's water. A, yeah, blue color, yeah, right. Yeah. That's pretty nice as well. But a good a good green glass. That's pretty. That's pretty sexy. Looks nice. Do you see a lot of red glass? No. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think so as well. I have a. I've seen glass that's kind of like it's almost brownish. It's kind of like a yellow brown. I don't know if that's yeah nice yeah. Beer I'm thinking bottles. like beer bottles for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but it's even like lighter than that. It's weird. Oh, because beer bottles are that's it's a like good a color. soda or something like that. Or yeah, it's a little lighter than like mm. uh you know just like a normal beer, kind of like that dark brownish color. Some good colors though. Just a little lighter, <laughs> <laughs> as light as you can go. I'm really into the aesthetics of glass. Hell yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of my but hobby. If you- Ask if recycling glass is important. Absolutely. Glass is infinitely recyclable for the most part. And for every ton of glass that's recycled, more than a ton of natural resources are saved, including 1,300 pounds of sand, 410 pounds of soda ash, 380 pounds of limestone, and 160 pounds of feldspar, according to Keep America Beautiful, which is one of the websites that you can look up your local recycle plants. So, yeah, that's one ton of crazy. glass requires a crap load of ingredients to be able to just uh, create it initially. So recycle that. And broken glass. And if broken glass. Town depending. It. Yeah, exactly. Some things that, like types of glass that can't be recycled unless they're like uh, very specific like plants that accept these. Uh, most window panes, mirrors, automotive glass can be recycled, but there's not a lot of them. Crystals, ceramics, like cookware and decorative pieces, like uh, also things that are kind of like heat 
resistant, like Pyrex or um, some light bulbs. So you got to check on your light bulbs as well. Mm-hmm. A cool thing, just since you mentioned light bulbs, is I know some stores, like some hardware stores, I think some, probably some electronic stores too, or some like a battery and light bulb store. A lot of them will take light bulbs too for recycling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The, a lot of them will take, you know, the incandescent, just the normal kind of bulb style. Those yeah. they'll usually take for free. The long fluorescent tubes, which, you know, some people use in like ceiling lights. Those sometimes they'll charge like a buck or two per light, but it's because it has really like noxious chemicals in it. Hmm. Um, so they need to like dispose of it in a d- way that just takes a little more money to do. So there are definitely places that will take bulbs. So you don't just need to throw them away. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, the new bulbs you should not throw away because of the chemicals that Nathan just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Don't inhale it either. Uh, one other one I think you missed to. there is eyeglasses. Those are also not recyclable. How often are people just chucking those out? I don't know. You break them. What do you do with them? I just broke my glasses pretty recently. Oh, interesting. Well, not the glass part, but the you know one the of frame? the sides. The, the frame. And I... Yeah. I taped it, so now I got some tape on my glasses, so it looks pretty classy. I gotcha. So but if you can't recycle that, what do you do with the actual glass if it gets like chipped or something? Could you go and bring it to an actual like optometrist and have them like melt it down, or what do you what do you do? I with think it? that would be a better question for your mom, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let me call her <laughs> real quick. Most glasses, I'm pretty sure, are <laughs> One made of a type of plastic. Yeah. So. Okay. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So we gotta get that oyster. Yeah, they're definitely not. In here. It's definitely not a just a pure glass. If you just feel it. <laughs> yeah, I can. Under, yeah, I can. Yeah. Also, having well. glass that close to your eye just doesn't sound like a good idea. No, 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 no. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, because I've definitely. If you get hit in the face with something, you have your glasses on, and just glass shatters everywhere. Oof. That'd be pretty bad. I'm sure that's yeah. how early glasses were, and they're like, "Yeah, we need to rethink this." <laughs> There's, yeah, we can think of something a little bit better than this. <laughs> we can do better, so much better, so much better. Yeah. So, how much? Gosh, I wonder. You you probably didn't look into this, but I wonder how much of the glass we you know produce that's either thrown away or recycled comes from alcoholic bottles. You know, wine, oh, beer. God. Like, <laughs> I bet it's a large percentage. It's Should probably not up? as high as I think, but. I could just look up, I guess, in general, how many bottles are produced. Because there's also other things. Like, I'm thinking, like, Snapple and other, like, teas. Well, Snapple oh, yeah. went plastic now. Oh, did yeah. they? Fully? Yeah. Very unfortunate. I did not know that. I feel like that was kind of one of the appeals of Snapple. It was kind of cool. It was like, oh, a glass bottle. It just felt a little... felt like it kept it cooler, you know? It was a little... kind of separated itself. Didn't make it yep. feel as cheap. More sleek, a little sexy. I know. Glass yeah. feels so much more high quality, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Like, you're holding on to a glass bottle, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the shit. And then you switch you it over to plastic. drank out of a plastic wine glass and felt awesome? Probably not. I don't even I mean, think you have, I've but... held a plastic wine Well, we've had plastic <laughs> bags of wine. Yeah, yeah, bitties. Well, that's, that's very classy. Everyone knows <laughs> That's that. the classiest, yeah. <laughs> you can't slap a wine glass, but you can slap a bag of wine. So I'm just looking at a quick stat right here from the EPA that it's about estimated that the amount of recycled glass containers in 2018 was 3.1 million tons in 2018 for the United States. That's how much it was recycled? Yeah, yeah. That's but still it says good, there's a recycling you know? rate of 31.3%. Okay. I'm looking at definitely more than enough still produced. Definitely. 12.3 million. So but still, you know. Still pretty good. Not terrible. We'll Not get terrible. there. 
And I'm looking, it's mainly just green, clear, and like that yellow brown jar that I'm looking at here. I'm looking at a picture of a bunch of jars. <laughs> you don't see too many blue ones. <laughs> I know some people actually you should call some. Those. You should call a glass so maybe company. That's why. I know. Those, yeah. Mm, could be. Call them up and be like, you're really lacking on your blue glasses. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I would Pick pay it extra up. for that blue glass. <laughs> there it is. I'm sure someone does. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> and that's glass for you. I think we had a couple more that we wanted to get into as well. Are we done yet? Oh, <laughs> we are. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, please write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time, that's what's going on the pod at gmail.com, and we hope to hear from you soon. Rate and subscribe on any player of choice. Thank you.